Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 216. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and we're going to take the Ark of the Good Vibes. We're talking about a worthless hunk of garbage and Ryan's wife. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? A whole ton is going down. We've got a super exciting deck to talk about featuring a commander that we were thinking about building ourselves but decided to outsource it and a commander that's so bad I can't believe we're actually going to talk about it on the show. We have to wish my dog, Big Urse, a very happy fourth birthday. We got some patrons to thank, some stories to tell, but before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, FusionGamingOnline.com. They're the source for all your gaming needs. Ooh, very much so. And as anybody who watched the pre-show knows, I've got all the packs for the dirty, stinky onion bag. They're going to be given away. I did some open flippy. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did magic things that weren't just clean my house. <laughs> so, oh yes, yeah, as, as everybody can see, uh, I'm at home. I'm in the CCO office. I guess. We have so many like <laughs> places now. Hey, we got the office, we got the studio, we got the wood age studio, we got the control room. We just we're expansive as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm here. You're at the studio at, at the radio station, as you yeah. normally are. The the what, what how did you say it? The the lockdown has cometh down. I'm at home, I'm quarantining, I'm all plugged up still, so here I am. There you are. Joe puts it together fantastically on YouTube. Welcome if you're new to YouTube, new sub, new viewer, what have you. Feel free to like, subscribe, tell your friends. We're brought to you by the wonderful patrons at patreon.com slash Podcast. Whether they like it or not. Yeah, that's what we say. And... We are sponsored by FusionGamingOnline.com, where, of course, you can go use CCO Fusion 5, all caps, the number 5, to get 5% off your whole order now that Black Friday is over. I missed my chance to get my Black Friday deal on a Phyrexian altar. Kind of choked about that. It was going to be foil. It was going to be epic. Yeah, I was going to buy that too, actually, and I, I also missed it. We were actually looking at the same card, hey? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't card. even know. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish one of us got it. Be like, oh, fuck, the Phyrexian altar sold. And then you'd be like, yo, I got one. You son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's it. But both of us, shit out of luck, both of us separate, both of us have cracked into some Commander Legends. I mentioned our editor, Joe, who puts this video together, but huge thank you to friend of the show and new editor, T. Coates, Tyler Coates. He is putting together a bunch of our YouTube stuff, not exactly right now because we're not filming any of it, but his first video has been published. His second video is in the works. So big thanks and congrats to Tyler for working with us. And he is also brought to you by the wonderful Patreon supporters. We are taking the support and we are putting it back into the content to bring you guys more videos, diverse videos, fun content, content that has kind of more people's fingers stuck into it in the attempts to make it more entertaining. So now that we've thanked all these YouTube editors, I feel it would be remiss to all of our regular podcast listeners if we didn't also <laughs> thank the person that edits this here podcast each and every week over the last 217 episodes, me. Never heard of her. <laughs> oh man oh, yeah. let's start with some patron shout outs and then we'll get into some of the stories that we promised in the intro oh yeah we should do very much so so we've got some new patrons and of course the the patron nickname the discord nickname one of the benefits and it is an endearing part of the show and we've got some that need to be addressed today the first one an increased pledge big thank you to tyler metal Metal stool. Ooh. <laughs> I think Ouch. that's funnier than metal tool. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Metal tool makes him sound like that dude from Seven. Metal stool makes it sound like he ate the wrong mushroom and then he, he pooped a little, a little yeah. iron ingot. An ingot. Like, like Metal Mario, except Tyler Metal Mario stool. Gross. So thank you. Thank you. F you. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, next one that needs to be addressed. This is Josh Grimm says, I didn't get a nickname. And then he is prancing around on Discord with GJ for $30. And if you have to ask what a GJ is, you know. 
you have to bust out $30 to get one. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't afford it. But GJ is the nickname. GJ for $30, even better. If it was 20 bucks, maybe I'd be interested. But I don't know, man. Like, it still sounds like... I don't want to kink shame anybody, but it does sound a little bit outside of my wheelhouse. Hey, no kink shaming in CCO Nation. We had that conversation when we were playing Open Flippy last night when I was rubbing mana drains all about myself. (laughs) (laughs) GJ for $30. That's the nickname. I love it. It reminds me of one of my favorite comedy movies, Beer Fest. And uh, like of the of the five movies I've seen, Beer Fest is like one of my favorites. Is, so well, I'd hope so. Given that you've only seen five, I would assume <laughs> they are all one of your favorites because yeah, top five. Yeah, top five greatest movies of all time. So what is it? Seven Beer Fest and all, and three then the three Lord, three of, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. seen all of those movies. You're right. You're nah, right. I don't have okay, those. we've got a couple more patrons to thank. We got a couple more. We've got Charles. Warner, big F you and thank you. Now, Charles Warner, you might know him from his Silver Fox commentator uh, brother, Kurt Warner. I think he's on NBC or is he on Fox, like Fox Sports or something? Does that make him a Warner brother? Yes, yes it does. <laughs> oh shit, that's awesome. I love Warner Brothers. They're like the coolest cartoons, man. They're so good. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Pseudo-celebrity Charles Warner. Uh, never been on Looney Tunes, though. <laughs> what? Oh, get on that, dude. Like, if you got the family connections, you make that happen. You could be your own <laughs> tiny tune. He's got. He's the guy that had to dress up in that big hairy red suit for Bugs Bunny to run away from. That's that's this guy. He's Tweety when he turns into like Mister Hyde Tweety when he's like thirty five yeah. feet tall. Yeah, man, eyeballs those, bugging out of his head and stuff. Those right? were some violent ass cartoons. Hey, it's like I'm gonna oh, eat yeah. this little bird who everybody loves, and then he turns into a giant monster and holds him by the neck and just punches him in the face until he's he's not dead because. I mean, that would just be too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you can fall off cliffs and get shot in the face and not die. Yeah, yeah. if you get yeah. shot in the face with, like, a, a huge caliber shotgun, just makes your hair a little black. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. <laughs> that Seven is not true, by the by. Yeah. <laughs> Charles, Psycho Tweety, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's a good one. Yeah, we I like there. that. Took a, La- took, a, took a roundabout way, but we got <clears> there. Last one. Last one of the day. This is Noah... Dolce and he says like Dolce and Cabana like the brand like so the, we were like no no Dolce is definitely something dirty right I so, would have to assume it's like it's like when you it's like hitting your gag reflex so you're you Dolce now according to the the UD that's the urban dictionary oh yeah Dolce actually means to be incredibly awesome uber epic divine shine with dazzling elegance so obviously Obviously, our he boy wrote, just that wrote that himself. He obviously yeah. wrote that himself. So we just scrolled down to like <laughs> the next word, and the next word is smooth brain, which means you are a fucking idiot because the surface area of your brain is distinctly lessened by the lack of wrinkles. Yep. So, welcome to the nation, smooth brain. Noah, smooth brain, no wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that last part makes it dirty. Yes, yes, because some things ought to be wrinkly. <laughs> like the brain. Like, yes. No matter how you look at it, the brain should probably be. Also, you can tell that we have some scumbags that work in the office here with me because there's all these, like, foreign dating app ads that keep popping up on the side of the, the computer in here. Nice. And currently, there's a picture of these, like, it, it says, get a, you know, have a wedding with a whatever, whatever. And it's got these two girls that are wearing kind of these ill-fitting dresses and no bras. And you can see, like, sweat stains underneath the boobs. It's like, of all the pictures you took, that's the one that you picked for your mail-order bride service? Come on, Internet. You can do better. (laughs) Well, it's the Internet. What do you expect? I expect them to do fucking better. (laughs) Well, okay. Speaking of mail-order bride and doing better, we haven't even mentioned our commander today. And I say that because if you got the hints yesterday that Brando hates it, I love it, and we asked the community to provide it to us. That's exactly what happened in more ways than you know. More ways than you know. So the joke in my family for a long time 
was that I got my wife, Rebecca, from a mail order bride website because her family's heritage is Russian. And that's the joke. She's Russian. She came over. She found somebody to marry. It was me, right? Right. And <clears throat> turns out that Rebecca is the commander that we're doing today. Rebecca, and- Artificer of Ascension or Artifice? Artitech? Architect of Ascension. I can't read Artichoke of Ascension. There we go. We got there. There it is. Artichoke of Ascension. Give her a read and then let everybody know the partner and you can have the honors of introducing our partner for today. Rebecca is a 3-4 for white. Three artifacts you control have protection from each converted mana cost among artifacts you control and she has partner and the partner for today as i said in the intro (laughs) is a creature i never thought that anybody would seriously put into a deck let alone put it into a deck and send it to us specifically me because what the fuck and it is the one and only dick with a face prismatic piper the five (laughs) mana three three that doesn't do anything and that was submitted by friend of the show, patron supporter, all around, generally, 7 out of 10, totally medium, whatever, Chris Von Doom. Chris Von Doom, he's fucking trolling me again. (laughs) And you go, why the fuck would anybody send this in? Well, it's actually because I asked him to. You fucking guy. (laughs) <laughs> I just can't believe we're playing Prismatic Piper in a deck. Like I was thinking about it on the way over here. I'm walking here and it's like, you know, what could we play instead of Prismatic Piper? And the answer is literally anything. Well, literally here's... any commander is better than Prismatic Piper. If you've built a deck that has Prismatic Piper in it, just stop. Because there's something better. Here's the thing. And this this raises the argument that you can do this with anything. But we chose Prismatic Piper both to troll Brando and because then you don't have to do any extra stuff. And when we say that, you'll you'll understand when I explain it a little bit. So what we've got going on is a deck that Chris and I kind of theorized that we would that we would have Rebecca because I wanted to build a Rebecca deck and I was stuck between kind of artifact combo stacks control do I partner it do I keep it mono white do is the partner can it be my kid is the partner me like is this a family thing what is it right so we thought if we picked prismatic piper we could have almost like 10 card swap outs for all of the different colors that prismatic piper could be that aren't white so we've actually got a stack today on architect.com of 140 cards good god and 10 of them that are white or white adjacent the white portion of the strategy can come out and we would name a different color with prismatic piper to give us like a white blue deck with 10 blue cards or a white black deck with 10 black cards and we thought, well, why don't we have a distinct plan of what to swap out and a distinct plan of what to swap in? Take 10 cards out, put 10 cards in. And just the more we started to talk and think about it and use Architect to organize it, the more it started to look really cool as like a teaching tool and something that'll give like a really fun, unique gameplay experience, which we're all about here at CCO. Which it damn better if you've got five decks in one. <laughs> it's like the Swiss Army knife of decks, man. Yeah, and I think that I think that you'll you'll like the red portion of it. And I think Chris picked cards that would be appealing to us as if I was actually gonna build the deck. And I think some form of a deck like this I might build after I get my 100 foil-etched Prismatic Pipers to put on the back of my Mistform Ultimate sleeves. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm actually doing that. If you've got foil-etched Prismatic Pipers, get at me. Can't. I sent them all off to the, the people who asked for them. People actually wanted them. Well, I can't I believe want them. Well, I want them. It's too late now, man. No, I know. I'm a, I, I have 100 to go. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we're doing. I think it's going to be very interesting. We're doing a proper deck tech today. It's a it's a community preferred deck list channel discord deck that a, a few other people have contributed to and I've had dialogue with. So Chris knew exactly kind of what we were all thinking and it's going to be great. I will assume that it'll be fine. 
Yeah, seven out of ten, just yeah, like Chris. Normally, how we do things around here. Seven. Speaking of seven out of ten, and you mentioned stacks. I'm gonna tell oh, you. Oh. Let me tell you a story, because I finally I buckled down and I decided, okay, I need to build a Commander Legends deck just because it's Commander Legends. I should build one. Yeah, right? that's what the kids are doing. Yeah, like putting Jessica in Tana. That's that's cheating. That's not building a deck. That's just putting a partner in my deck that needed a partner. Yeah. So. I figured, what am I going to do? And I looked at our, I watched our set review, our legendary creature review, which you can find here on anywhere you're getting your podcasts or on YouTube if you want pictures. And I settled on, what's her name? Obeka, the brute yep. chronologist. Yeah, there you go. That's a popular and, one right now. And I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Like, I, I like what we, uh, the dialogue that we had about it, where it's kind of like a, an interesting counter spell and it lets you use all of those end of turn things and I sit down to start building this deck and I start pulling some artifacts out and I grab like my Sol Ring and my whatever you know like just the stuff that I usually grab when I start building a deck and immediately where what section of my binder do I flip to Ryan? What uh. section do you think I flip to? It, like immediately the first card I pulled out was a Sol Ring so it's like the first page of artifacts I have in my binder. Yeah. And then I flipped immediately over to the, the stacks page. The fucking stacks page. And of course, I just pull out a tangle wire and I pull out a smoke stack and I think in my head, oh man, this is going to be great because during my upkeep, I'm just going to put a counter on the smoke stack and then not take a counter off my tangle wire, proliferate both of them and end my turn and then just pass it off <laughs> and fuck you. And that's how I'm going to win the game. And I immediately built like a way harder, <clears throat> harsher, slower, more painful way of killing somebody than a stasis lock. Yeah, I wouldn't build that if I was you. Yeah, I have a problem, Ryan. <laughs> I have a stacks problem. I start like I learned how to do it from members of the nation, and now I can't stop. I think oh. I think the stacks problem, and this is this is might be relevant to today's deck because Rebecca does make for I think a good control commander, and we can go all the way stacks with her because our artifacts are protected when we have her, right? Yeah. So. I think, and this isn't a dig on you, but it. I, I think when I see people gravitate towards very harsh control decks like stacks decks, it's because they don't know the subtleties of playing control from a card-by-card basis. Like, you think of classic mono-blue counterspell control. Why do people put 87 counterspells in a deck so they can counter everything? Because they don't know what's important and what's not important. Why would you say fuck everything and run Armageddon because you don't know what things are admissible? Do you know what I mean? Or permissible to have on the board to for you to leverage even though your opponents played them. Right. And I think today's deck might help us understand this is this is enough control here. Let's do something else to further the game. Like my Eryxmethes deck. I play four or five counterspells, and that's it. Everything else is just kind of con control to keep me alive instead of control to lock down my opponents. And, and extra turn I, spells and Edric Spymaster of Trest. No, I don't, play, I, don't, I don't play any <laughs> of that stuff. I don't play any of that stuff in Eryxmethes. There's Anymore. no extra turns. There, no, it was never in Eryxmethes. That was, that was Edric. And that was a different deck altogether, even though they were the same colors. <laughs> it's a totally different deck. And now I play three or four control, like hard control pieces, a bunch of stuff that like keeps my stuff alive. And then everything else is based on like Insta turning on Eryxmethes to win. And that's my control deck. So th there's a point where enough is enough. And I, and I think a lot of people don't know what that is when they're looking to build something that is slower, grindier, controllier. So maybe we can find all that out today. Maybe. Let's take a look. All right, deck proper. Rebecca and the Piper. Let's start with the protection section because it's got one card in it and it's a card that I fucking hate, but we're going to we're going to talk about it. And it's Tef, Tef's protection. Tef's protection. I hate that card. <laughs> I hate that that card wasn't reprinted and it's $50. Yeah, I feel like there probably could have been a better place to reprint it than in a secret lair, but 
what do we know? You know, yeah. we're just we're just consumers of the game. Tev's protection, everybody knows what it does, I think, at this point. It's white too for an instant. Until your next turn, your life total can't change. You gain protection from everything, all permanents you control phase out, and then you exile it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a oh sorry you were gonna win. Oops. Yeah, now you don't. So it keeps you alive. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? We've got some what I think are gonna be very common cards in Ally Mirror, which taps for a man of any color, Chromatic Lantern taps for anything, and Expedition Map, which allows you to search for any basic that that you need, right? And that might you might have whatever colors that you swap in if you switch. You might swap in one island, for example, and take out one planes if you go the blue route. If if you swap in the blue cards, for example, right? Right. I'd probably go thirteen. There's twenty six basics in the deck. I just cut them in half. Don't be a coward. That's a, that's fine too, right? And that makes it easy. You just search until you find seven or eight or whatever, and just pull them out, right? The point is in in doing this because I've done a deck like this before where I had like a Voltron kind of strategy or I had like a really like top end multiplayer strategy and I swapped out cards and I had a little label inside the sleeve to say which version of the deck I was playing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have a plan. Don't just willy-nilly air quotes sideboard into a different deck because that is not okay and and people won't like that but if you say this is my prismatic piper deck here's my 10 different piles for the different colors i play that's a plan and you can show people what they are and i think that people will be more apt to accept that right you as like a like a game outside the game thing when you actually show up you can actually have like a little custom deck box where like the deck proper with all the white stuff is in the main thing and then you could have four little side panels on each side and yeah. then in there is like some basics and the extra 10 cards that'd be so fucking cool that's kind of like when people do like really fancy cube boxes you know and all the lands fits in one place and all the cards fit in another place all the tokens fit in another place right yeah and then and you unfold it and you get your deck out and then you unfold it a little more and then it's a cup holder Oh, yeah, like a trifold deck box cup holder combo. Yeah, we should invent that <laughs> and for all the Prismatic Piper Rebecca decks out there. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Because I'm sure after people listen to this show, it's going to be number one on oh. ADH Rec. Uh, oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Guaranteed. We are, we are influencers, Ryan. We're influencers. All right. So let's influence with nine pieces of ramp. And you give them a read because they're all just ramp. And then I've got one thing to say and then we can move on about them. All right. For ramp, we've got Solemn Simulacrum, Sol Ring, Smothering Tithe, Skyclave Relic, Mox Tantalite, Mox Opal, Dark Steel Ingot, Cold Steel Heart, and Chrome Mox. The thing I wanted to say about it is we're playing Mox Tantalite, Mox Opal, and Chrome Mox. The Moxes of this deck are $80, which is not necessary and not very many removal spells that are going to target artifacts to destroy them cost zero so rebecca giving your artifacts protection from cmc zero is kind of unnecessary what well, gives your creatures if you have artifact token creatures it gives them protection from other tokens i suppose yeah like that's a that i mean if that's a thing that's a thing i yep. guess right yeah like i think that the protections that we care about with rebecca are going to be cmc one two and three which is no revelation right but yeah. removal I mean, is going to cost one and two and maybe three and creatures are going to cost maybe three and four if we're blocking with artifacts right sure i mean five also or six if you're playing brando because i guarantee you i'm gonna go red red four and play something at some point in the game yeah 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 i i Yes, and we're yes. gonna we're gonna move along right now to see if we have any six drops in our value section. Let's give let's give them a read. Okay, in the value section, we have oh, six drop. We have a worm coil engine. Of course, we do. That's like one of the best artifacts, right? It's a six six death touch life link. When it dies, you get a three three death touch and a three three life link. It's great. So good. Unwinding clock. We talked about this last week or the week before, but it wasn't in the deck. This is untap all artifacts you control during each a player's upkeep. Very so, cool. Seedborn Muse, but for artifacts. Shimmer Mirror. That lets artifacts have Shroud. This is kind of like a counterspell. If, Flash. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of like a counterspell if somebody's targeting something that's like 
the 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 spell they're casting has three CMC. You flash in your shimmer mirror and you go, ah, just kidding, it's got protection. <laughs> Wrecked. We have a sculpting steel. That's a clone for artifacts. Mirror Smith. Whenever you cast an artifact, you can pay one. If you do, you get a one-one mirror token. And that is an artifact. So I it's get, I, it's one of those tokens that costs zero, right? Yeah, I suppose it costs zero. Therefore, your artifacts would then have protection from things that cost zero, hey? I so suppose need, they would. You don't need those moxes again if you want to save some money or whatever you're, you're doing there. So, okay, there's another thing. Yeah. Uh, mirror Battle Sphere. Mirror Battle Ball. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to give you a bunch of mirrors and you're going to fucking pound somebody over the head with it like you're putting them in a sock and swinging it at Max Crandell. Mycosynth lattice? That makes everything an artifact. And you're going to see another control piece that we can potentially swap out. Oh, Mirage Mirror. That makes something... No, it makes Mirage Mirror into that thing, right? Creature, enchantment, or land, or artifact, I guess it could become. Yeah, I I think that's probably a combo piece in there because we are playing a couple things that can combo. And that goes back to me saying, hey, I want a control deck. Hey, I want a combo deck. So this deck is kind of just a schmozzle of all of those things that I like. Uh, Lodestone Mirror. And I love this card. This is a four drop, two, two trampler. You tap an untapped artifact you control to give it plus one, plus one until end of turn. And it has trample. That's cool. Did I, I like say that, that already? You did, <laughs> but the trample is the important part. If it was a 2-2 two, two for 4 that you could just make bigger by tapping out, it's probably not very good. Exactly. Lastly, in the value section, we have a Dark Steel Forge. That just makes all your artifacts indestructible. So if they have protection and indestructible, Rebecca plus Dark Steel Forge is practically Tef's protection for your whole board. <laughs> You're in good shape at that point. Yeah. Yes. Should we talk about some of the things you could have maybe protection from if you're indestructible eh? sure yeah oh, I, I see what you did there yeah see we got uh a fairly significant board wipe package we got wrath we got tragic arrogance we got slash the ranks that's a new one we got ratchet bomb that's an artifact one we have hour of revelation cataclysmic gear hulk and austere command so if we need control there it is I don't know if we need to go into any of those, like pick your sweeper and play it, right? Ratchet Bomb's a cool include because it is an artifact. They kill everything or most things. It's, they're good. Everybody knows why white is good at killing all the things. Yeah. Speaking of killing all the things, Swords, Path, Generous Gift, Dispatch, and Disenchant. With that cool new, uh, what what did somebody say on on the online the other day? Swords to Nine Irons, I think they called that art. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> I just thought that was super funny. Because <laughs> I was, was thinking about that. I was like, man, is getting hit with a golf club better or worse than a sword? Oh, man. I've been hit by a golf ball. Like, oh, me on, too. On that the hurts, course. That hit hurts me like hell, doesn't it? Right in the fucking hand. Oh, man. That's a that's a specific spot to get hit. I just got hit in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> in the butt, low upper leg, lower buttock. Oh, man. That sucks. This is a tragedy. I'm telling you right now. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. What's this old border time spiral thing stamped path that's in here? What is this business? That is the time spiral remastered thing that they're doing next year. It's like the last set next year where they're doing like, instead of future shifting, they're old shifting stuff. They old shifted in time spiral last time. That's what uh, time spiral was. Yeah, yeah, they're doing it again. Cool. Yeah, Time Spiral was awesome. I like that set, man. That was yeah, that was good shit. That was a lot good of shit. Didn't like it, but but we did. Ah, yeah, it's fine. Okay, let's look at let's look at some of the control here because this is kind of a control deck. So we've got a blind obedience. Give it a read. Blind obedience is an enchantment for white one with extort, which means whenever you play a spell, you can pay either white or black. If you do, each opponent loses a life, and you gain that much life. The and key is the key is that things are coming into play tapped. That's what we care about, yes, right? Yes, and artifacts and creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. Although yeah. that life gain isn't minimal, given that they all lose one and you gain three, that's not insignificant at times. Very much so. Okay, we've got an Ether Sworn Canonist bonus because it's an artifact. It is a two-two for two. Each player who casts a non-artifact spell this turn cannot cast additional non-artifact spells. Oh baby. A good so a little bit of a hate bear and the hatiest of b- 
despair. I don't know, whatever. Karn, the great creator. This is the Karn that is a lock with the mycosynth lattice that we have, right? Because it says activated abilities of artifacts cannot be played even if they're mana abilities. So this is... Um, what card is that again? Null Rod. But Null just Rod. For, but just for your opponents. So you're still playing Magic. They're not. That's right. And it's a lock because with Mycosynth Lattice, we're making our opponents lands into artifacts. And Karn says they can't tap to produce mana. Correct. And he's got a plus one. Who cares? He's got a minus two. Who cares? Yeah, both of his abilities, I think, are actually notably and particularly not good in EDH. But that static still makes him highly playable. Yeah. So then we've got a kill switch. You, you tap pay two to tap all other artifacts as long as kill switch remains tapped. Another mega ultra crazy one with with mycosynth lattice. Yeah, we that's what we call shitty null rod. Yeah. yeah. If you want to play null rod, but you don't want to all the way play null rod slash if you don't want to pay money to own a null rod, you have a kill switch. Yeah. We've got a silent arbiter. That is a 1-5 for 4. No more than one creature can attack each combat. No more than one creature can block each combat. And then we have Brando Special, a Tangle oh, Wire. Oh, baby. My favorite stacks piece is a 3-drop artifact with fading 4. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player taps an untapped artifact creature, artifact, creature, or land for each fade counter on Tangle Wire. God, that's a fucking good card. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any proliferate in the deck proper, but it's a good card because it's going to slow people down for a good long while. Now, it is, and it's fair. To, I just, some people get they really groan when they see that you're playing a tangle wire. But I'm going to throw this down there, just like the jeweled butt plug. Tangle wire gets progressively worse as the game goes on because you're not going to be able to tap somebody out like with four tap permanents after turn eight. You know what I mean? You're yeah. only going to hose the guy that's already out of the game. So, like, I think Tanglewire is a it's a casual enough enough include to actually put in a deck that's not a stacks deck, but you just want to throw some wrenches in some gears, especially if you can't proliferate it like this deck. Just yeah, to, yeah, in a I side agree. on the card. I agree. We're going to see that that's one of the cards we swap out when we get to the swap section. But before we do, we've got a Blasting Station and a Dross Scorpion. Those have to do with untapping artifacts when stuff dies or enters the battlefield. Blasting Station is a three drop with tap, sack a creature. It deals one to to something. And then whenever a creature comes into play, you untap it. And Dross Scorpion is a three one for four. Whenever it or another artifact creature hit the bin... You can untap an artifact. Yeah, and then we're playing like Workshop Assistant, Trading Post, Scrap Trawler, Mirror Retriever, Tishar Ancestors Apostle. These are all cards that can recur, but when you have like a, a bunch of them, you could lump in like a Junk Diver in there as well with a Sack Outlet, which we are playing because we've got a uh, Ashnod's, oh no, sorry, a Phyrexian Altar and a Krark clan ironworks let's that lets us sack our artifacts for mana we can loop the workshop assistant scrap trawler in and out of hand by just recasting them and then those blasting stations and dross scorpions are going to untap each other and stuff right and you can tap them to deal one damage it's a whole thing that's how a lot of white combo decks win and rebecca services that because she's going to give them protection from their cmc so removal can't kill them in the middle of comboing or at the start of the combo that's so greasy hey yeah yeah and this deck can go all the way combo tastic like that because it has the ability to control in white and the commander provides like some level of extra protection for a combo so like this is a like rebecca is a powerful card i think when you're leaning into that artifact combo strategy because you're gonna just not let your opponents do stuff to your combo, right? I think that the reason that she's not more highly regarded is probably because she's a she's more reactive. Like, she's preventing people from doing stuff to you, but she's not actually furthering your game plan like a, a Mishra. Or not a Mishra, not Mishra. Who the fuck is the other Mishra? Urza? Oh, Urza! <laughs> wow! I got them totally mixed up. I got Von Doom on the brain. He's a big Mishra fan. But Urza yep. is... Like, he's just a, maybe not a more powerful artifact commander for a deck like this, because it's fucking white, but 
when you look at an artifact commander like an Urza, you see that raw, just ass-beating power, whereas Rebecca has a more passive, more difficult to interact with you, but you're not actually getting yeah, cards yeah. in hand or creatures in play by having a Rebecca. Can you imagine if Grand Arbiter August, Augustine IV just had your opponent's spells cost more, right? If if there was nothing to do with our spells cost less, he would be like Rebecca. He's just stopping our opponents from doing stuff, not furthering our game. But yeah, because he can do both, he's regarded as a very powerful control commander. Whereas Rebecca only does half of that, which is uh, protects us, right? Yes, he protects yeah. us, but or she protects us, but doesn't hurt the other team, which is which is bullshit because you always want to cause that pain. Yeah. Speaking of causing the pain. Ooh. Let's let's talk about the the other colored sections of the deck. We we kind of sw- skipped over the card advantage section, right? Like it's endless atlas, filigree, familiar, blah blah blah. It's just a yeah. bunch of artifact stuff that draws cards. Yeah, we got it's, a Man- Mangara in there. He's yeah, cool. Like, it's fun. Yeah, there's lots of stuff that you would expect to see in a mono white slash artifact deck where you want to draw some cards. Yeah. Now before we get to the other color categories, of which there's four, one for each of the other colors. 10 cards each. We do have a 10 card, I guess, group of white cards that we would want to cut every time. These are the cards that we plan to take out. So we're not just like willy nilly sideboarding what we think is good, right? We take these ones out. We put these 10 in. Same every time. Blind Obedience, Cataclysmic Gear Hulk, Hour of Revelation, Karn, Kill Switch, Mere Smith, Ratchet Bomb, Sculpting Steel, Tangle Wire, trusty pack beast which lets us get a land we didn't say that one but essentially we're cutting some of the control stuff and some of the stuff we have redundancies of right right which sure how much is enough is is the conversation that we had just before we started the deck well is 900 board wipes enough that we can cut cataclysmic gear hulk and hour of revelation yeah I think yeah. five, five more wraths on top of that is still enough. How much control? Can we cut the blind obedience? Can we cut the kill switch? Can we cut the tangle wire? Fucking absolutely, because those are miserable cards to play against. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> you only play with them? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. My deck are always built to just survive through them because I'm probably playing them because I'm a piece of garbage, Ryan. Now, speaking of cards that you're probably playing and being a piece of garbage, we've, we've got the first of the colored categories, and this is red. I'm getting fired up as the, <laughs> as the, the segment, the category is called. So I will hit these quick, and then we'll talk about a few of them in more detail. We've got an Underwear Breach, a Trash for Treasure, a Scrap Mastery, a Sahili's Directive, a Pia's Revolution, a Hellkite Igniter, a Goblin Welder, a Dockside Extortionist, Doretti Scrap Savant, and a Bosch Iron Golem. That's it. So we're seeing, like, a big artifact that can chuck stuff. We're seeing token production, mana production in Dockside. We're seeing recursion in the Trash for Treasure, Underwear Breach, Doretti goblin welder right we're seeing all of those i guess the stuff that we cut we're kind of getting back but in a different way right we're getting we're getting ass fucking beating power from stuff like pia's revolution or hellkite igniter yeah give give pia's revolution a read because we've only ever played that card like one time right it's an enchantment excuse me it's an enchantment for red too whenever a non-token artifact hits your bin from the battlefield, you can return that card to your hand unless an opponent lets it bolt them. So, so like, I'm yeah. going to get my scrap trawler back automatically unless you get lightning bolted. And they probably will because they yeah. don't want you to have your scrap And then you're going to get your scrap trawler back anyway because that's what the deck does. Exactly. Because we only cut, like, we didn't cut any of that recursion package in our 10 white cards. So this is just furthering that kind of combo engine if you want to call it that, with like the the Kirk Clan Ironworks sacrificing something, blasting station untaps, tap it to deal one damage. We're furthering that plan with the red strategy. Correct, and we've got like a we've got uh, what is it Genesis Wave for artifact and Sahili's directive. Yep, it's red, red, red X. You reveal the top X. You put all the artifacts that cost extra less into play. Scrap mastery is what's that card? That's living end, living death. 
Yeah, it swaps all of the artifacts in the graveyard with all the artifacts in play. So it lets you just take your artifact combo things that have just been all fucked up and just put them where you need them to be. And then if you have one or two that need to come back into play, you've got Goblin Welders and Trash for Treasures to do that. Yes, in addition to like the the scrap trawlers and the junk divers of the world, the mirror retrievers. I keep saying junk diver because that's like the original one that did it back in Urza Saga or whatever, right? You know what we don't have in this red package, and I'm very, very, very sad that Chris Von Doom did not add it. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly think of any more red cards that we'd want. Hm. You, what are you? Oh, you're baiting me to talk about Brash <laughs> Taunter now. Because shit, that card is good. It is so versatile. I'll bet you even fits into this deck. But it's not Brash Taunter, Ryan. It's Vandal Blast. Oh, yeah. Because we're, <laughs> you know what we're playing, Ryan, is a control deck. And we had stacks pieces in it initially. So if we're going to play a Mycosynth Lattice, we might as well side in a Vandal Blast. Because yes. Because if you want to see somebody cry tears of both agony and pain, Vandal Blast him when you got a Mycosynth Lattice in play, baby. Oh. You know what's even better than that? Vandal Blasting them when they have a Mycosynth Lattice in play. Oh, that's fucking good. Oh, titty ass. That's good. <laughs> oh, it feels oh, so man. good. I can't even. It's only happened to me once, but I, I pray for the day I get to do it again. Oh, man. That is the fucking greatest. <laughs> oh, so oh you man. Take the, you, you take their thing and just fucking beat them over the head with it it's awesome it's a, it's a great feeling oh man that's stupendous that is stupendous which color do you want to go to next that's the red one that's the let's, red color let's just keep going in the order that they're listed on the page by the way if you want to take a more in-depth look at this show notes always show the deck the link to the deck you can follow along with us or if you're watching on youtube i'm sure joe has all these cards listed on the thing yeah very much so so, so let's go to the goth af section that's the black the cards in here are Sly Requisitioner, Revel in Riches, Priest of Yogmoth, Nail Spellbomb, Marionette Master, Kesket the Flesh Sculptor, Hidden Stockpile, Disciple of the Vault, Cranioplating, and Bolas's Citadel. Yeah, so like the red category, we're getting some combo enablers with Bolas's Citadel, Disciple of the Vault, Priest of Yogmoth, that's a sacrifice outlet that gives you mana, Marionette Master, that's kind of like an aristocrat thing right so we're again getting the same thing but a little bit different flavor of it and i very much appreciate that we can not disrupt what the deck is doing but spice the control or spice the combo to taste based on what experience that we want to have or maybe what deck or or what colors are missing in the particular game you know you know when you sit down and you you sit down everybody kind of whips out whatever deck they just grab but all four decks at the table have black in them or all four decks have red in them for example right sure this deck affords us the opportunity to say oh you're playing mono blue you're playing blue green you're playing blue black well i'm gonna name I'm going to name red with Prismatic Piper. So my deck is going to be white red, for example. And you're going to do something different than what other people are doing at the table. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot, yeah. And the the 10 card swap outs per color give us that opportunity without changing what the deck does. This is still going to let us beat with Cranial Plating plus one. Equip creature gets plus one plus oh for each artifact we control. It's going to let us dig and combo with the the Bolas's Citadel. Like I said, the Revel and Riches is going to give us some kind of combo win condition instead of like the Blasting Station, for example. I feel like the black package is a little bit less raw power than the red one, but it gives us a little bit more kind of that puzzly eke out value kind of kind of style that you're getting because while the red one could just dump your combo into the yard and then just get it back or just power it off the top of your library the black one's going to make you actually have to get a couple of things in play protect them and then do something else and manipulate your your deck and your permanence in some kind of a way to slowly eke out that advantage where you're going to win a game yeah 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 and it's and again just a different it, it exemplifies what the color is doing and it's a great teaching tool and we're still doing the tokens with hidden stockpile and like we're doing all the same stuff. 
just a little bit different, like you say, right? Yeah, and it, again, there's that unique gameplay experience that, that we, we hit on right off the top of the show and right off the top of us doing the show, which is why we're doing the show. That's it, that's it. <laughs> what do you got next? You got blue? Uh, blue is next, and it's feeling blue, which I am not, so I hope that this doesn't change that. The 10 cards in this package are War of Invention, Tezzeret the Seeker, Mirrodin Besieged, Mechanized Production, Master of Ethereum, Master Transmuter, Hull Breacher, Glacian Power Stone Engineer, Fabricate, and Ether Sworn Shield Mage. Now, shout out to Glacian Power Stone Engineer because that was another commander to pair with Rebecca that people suggested because Glacian and Rebecca in magic lore are like husband and wife or whatever. Hmm. So people suggested Glaceon be me in the in the the theme of the deck. You know what I mean? Sure. Who would I be? Uh, Brash Taunter. Sweet. <laughs> Not even go. in the deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, or you, you'd be Scrap Trawler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Come on. Uh, that's funny. Oh, Lord. So, again, we've got Word of Invention. That, that, that's a tutor, right? Yeah, search Tezzeret's a tutor. Fabricate is a tutor. So this is going to let us assemble the combo, not more efficiently, but it's going to let us combo harder. But well, with... Word of Invention is, is pretty... Like it just does the combo by itself if you have enough mana because you just find all the pieces with it and then put them into play and then you win. I, I suppose, yeah. Like, War of Invention is like, uh, what's the green tutor that searches for a creature? And it's got Convoke? Court of Calling. Yeah, this is oh, Court, of, Court calling. of Calling. There we go, yeah. Yeah. The just point you, The point yeah. is, is like, it just lets you combo harder. But like the other two colors we looked at, it's got a Master of Ethereum, which beats just for how big of, like, how many artifacts you have. It's got a Hull Breacher for some control, right? And an Ether Sworn Shield Mage prevent all damage that would be dealt to artifact creatures this turn. And it's got flash, so you can flash it in as a counter spell to counter like a three CMC thing, because it's an artifact. It's gonna sort of protect your guys, right? So again, we're doing the control thing, we're doing the combo thing, but we're just spicing it with blue this time, which is again, I just think this is so cool. This is just totally my jam because it's it's such an exercise in kind of what the colors do and an experiment in deck building. Uh, I just, I fucking love this deck. <laughs> you know what I like to see in the blue section is a Hercules Recall. Bounces all artifacts that everybody controls, right? Yeah, and then you just build up a bunch of mana and then you just reset your board, play everything again, and then just do some more stuff. I like Hercules Recall as like a... Uh, an extra life, if you will, if you're doing a combo with a bunch of artifacts and you accidentally fuck something up, but you don't want to admit it, then you can Hercules Recall yourself and just start over again. That's yeah. You know what? I like Hercules Recall in artifact combo decks that are using like Brain Freeze, which mills people for Storm or your favorite card, Ether Flux Reservoir. That might be a card that you could maybe put into the blue section if you added a Hercules Recall, where you just kind of cast and cast and cast and cast bounce everything and then it play it all again right yeah it could be it, it's cool i i think that there's lots of of room to even grow in the blue section i think it's cool the way that it is and there's lots of tooling you could do to to make it even more either different or powerful depending on what you're you're, you're looking to do what you do not want to do if you add a hercules recall is cast your mycosynth lattice and then hercules recall <laughs> Yes, because that'll bounce that, all the lands. That is a bad move. Yes. No. So let's move to the, let's move to green. This is our last color. The green beans, if you will. Yeah. Now, d do we control and do we beat? Those are the two questions, right? And the answer is yes. Yes. Triumph of the Hordes gives our stuff infect. We can control with Bane of Progress, which also lets us beat, right? Bane of Progress can be real good, or it can be real bad. I've actually blown myself out with that card. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it real fast. It's a 2-2 two -two for a green-green 4, elemental. When it comes into play, destroy all artifacts and enchantments. It gets a plus one, plus one counter for each thing that it destroyed this way. I've definitely seen somebody play that into a Mycosynth Lattice, which just was the worst idea of all time because it kills its fucking self. And, <laughs> right? Like... <laughs> 
And I've seen myself included act like just play that in, not realizing that the artifacts that you got or the enchantments that you have are what are keeping you in the game. And then you end up blowing yourself out and just losing immediately, even though you have a giant beater. So Bane of Progress is both awesome and scary in an artifact-heavy deck like this one. Yeah, couple things. With Darksteel Forge, Bane of Progress keeps all of our artifacts alive. And if we had Darksteel Forge and Mycosynth Lattice, we've already discussed that we'd be in good shape if that was the case. Bane of Progress just nukes everything on everybody's board, and we have our full board still. If we didn't have Darksteel Forge and we are playing green, we could, in response to the the Bane of Progress destroy everything trigger, we could target it with Heroic Intervention, which we are playing in the green section. That would make just it indestructible, and then it would survive. Permanence you control. Game indestructible. Oh, there we go. Our whole yeah, board. So that's like a little bit of a combo. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, so that's fine. And like we've got... A bunch of new stuff here. Let's go through some of the new stuff. We've got a Bo Nylea for some recursion. Who cares? We've got an Itch... 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 I can't even... I don't even know. I don't even... Itchy... Itchy Test Test. Salvage Splicer is a 1-1 for 5. So, so far, it's fucking awesome. When it comes (laughs) into play, you get a 3-3 colorless golem. Whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you put a plus one, plus one counter on him and on each golem you control. So there's our token generator in this color package. We've got our Wrath in Bane of Progress. We've got our Beater in Triumph of the Hordes. We've got some card drawn Great Henge and in Lifecrafter's Bestiary. We've got a great big X spell in Finale of Devastation. You'll notice that each color so far, except for black, which could have played... uh, Torment of Hailfire if you wanted to just win or exanguinate or whatever. Each color has had a monster X spell that you use with your monster mana package in the artifacts to power out to something. Yeah, your Kark Clan huge. Yeah, your Kark Clan Ironworks looping your your like scrap trawler and Mirror Retriever will just get you a whole ton of mana. And what we didn't say was Hellkite Igniter in red, you can just dump mana into that as well to, uh, and and then just beat with that, right? Yeah, man. And we talked about Hellkite Igniter last week, about how big of a freaking beating that card is. I think I sent one away as like a, I pulled one out of the dirty foil bag and added it into the Brando altar that I sent away to somebody. And I was like, oh, well, it's in bad shape. I'll just get rid of it. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so that's the deck. It's got all these different colors that are providing you the same type of thing, but a different flavor. I think we've beaten that to death. We have got, quickly, some strengths and weaknesses of doing this. Yes. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the strengths, and then we'll talk about some weaknesses, and then we'll talk about more good things. It's a compliment sandwich, Ryan. That's important. I learned about those at work. Brando, you're doing a great job. I really wish that you wouldn't complain so much when we ask you to come in at four in the morning, but you're doing a great job. That's a compliment <laughs> sandwich that I received on Friday. Nice. <laughs> okay, compliment sandwich. Bird's eye view from the very top down, 1,000 feet. This is a very CCO deck. It's going to combo, it's going to control, it's got some stacks for you, and it gives a unique gameplay experience that I think... The listeners would appreciate. I know that I would appreciate it if I was playing. And because it's it's different all the time, it's never going to get stale. This is a deck, if you're going to bring one deck to a, an edh this is the one. Because it's technically five decks all in one. And that's really, really cool. I mean, we've never done anything like this before. I very much like that idea, too. I didn't even think of going to events with this deck and having five different decks. You could travel to a, a Magic Fest and bring just this and play different games with virtually everybody that you play with for an entire weekend with this one deck that's That's really cool that's fucking excellent like yeah yeah it's still two deck boxes but it's it's cool that you can do that man that is awesome yes 100 percent. more strengths we've got a controlling deck that's great we've again we've talked about that a lot we've got you get to be the smartest guy at the table Ah, uh, yeah, you get to Without attempt to be. playing blue! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You've got an attempt to be the smartest guy at the table, for sure. This deck is, I think, 
in the top echelon of CCO decks when you talk about decks that are conversation pieces, decks that you can theorize about, think about, ask, what does this card do? What can I swap in the green section, for example, to replicate what is in the blue section or the white section to make the deck still perform at a similar power level, regardless of what colors you're actually playing? This is a real conversation piece. And it is a thing where you can use this deck as virtually any power level, too. You could go really hard in on the stacks combo control with the red or blue, and then you could just play a bunch of, like, janky creature token-making, not garbage, but just kind of casual, low-to-the-ground fun stuff in green, right? You could play your mid-range, maybe harder control, but different control in black. There's lots of room to grow with this deck and it's one of those ones where every time something comes out there's probably going to be a conversation to be had about what of which of those cards is going to go into this deck or into the 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 conglomeration of decks that you're building because that's it's cool i like that yeah yeah very much so and it kind of it kind of feels like the partner in commander legends as a whole kind of facilitated this because like anybody could say well yeah i'll just pair rebecca or rebecca that's my wife's name rebecca (laughs) and and whatever blue partner, Rebecca and whatever green, or this green one and that black one. Like, it could be anyone. It doesn't need to be Rebecca and Piper. It could be anything. But, because like, this one is special to me because it has my wife's name in it, right? And I think that Rebecca, overall, I think really is a good choice for this. Because while she doesn't provide you that oomph like we talked about before, she does provide you with a stable, solid base on which your deck will always perform. Like, your deck will always have this creature in the command zone that gives the permanents and things that aren't being swapped in and out of the deck all the time protection from stuff. Yes. And that's important. It's not like you're playing this kind of heavy, like, a Kamal. You're not playing the new Kamal where when you swap out your creature beats for the more combo-heavy engine, now you've got this worthless 8-drop in the the command zone, right? You'll always have this thing that will always impact your game because it gives you protection from your opponents, and that's that's important. Yeah, ultimately, a lot of the cards that we're swapping out aren't, like, the things that make the deck do what it does. And it'll always have White's Removal, which is great. It'll always have White's Sweepers, which is great. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Let's move on to the weaknesses, though. By and large, the deck is Mono White. So the the really good card draw that we have access to in blue and green and black isn't there because that's not what we're swapping in generally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is a tricky hurdle to jump over. Also, it being five decks at once means it's got five pretty good decks that you're going to play that are always going to be fun, but maybe they're going to be also a little clunky until you learn how to pilot five different decks. Yeah, and about the five different deck thing, is it this particular deck, because this is just a theory exercise at this point, we've never played it, tested it, tuned it, I think this particular deck is doing too many things, too many different kinds of combos, too many different kinds of control, right? Like generally a, a, a control deck wants to control the board or it wants to stop people from casting stuff. It has a way to control, right? Or it has a way to combo. And this deck, just because it's a theory craft, is sort of all over the place. It, it is trying to do several, several things. And if you're going to play stacks in a deck, I've and I've advocated this for a long time, you can play it. But if you're going to play it, make sure that you are focused on what you're trying to do you can't just lock down the game and then just hope you draw something good like you've got to have you got to be able to convince the other people you're playing with hey you know i'm locking down the game but i'm gonna win this way and here's what i'm doing to facilitate that yeah oh you know what i just thought of stacks without a plan is literally just a chaos deck What's worse than a chaos deck? Oh well, yes, because you don't get to play magic. At least with chaos decks, you sort of get to play something that's like magic. Stacks, you get to do nothing. But if stacks without a plan is is nothing, nobody's playing magic. Yeah, you're you, like, why are you doing it? You you never show up with just a stacks deck that doesn't win. You gotta you gotta build it properly if that means playing tutors if it means playing dirty two card combos that you can search for with one card you gotta do that shit yep and i think that goes back to what i was saying near the start of the show where if 
you're just stacksing because you don't know any other ways to control or win other than, oh, I'm just going to stax everybody because I want to be annoying and make everybody, everybody scoop, right? Like that isn't how it's done and that's not fun and ultimately it's a waste of everybody's time. So if we could lump all that into the weaknesses and then go back to the positive portion of the the compliment Eiffel Tower sandwich is have a plan to make the game fun. If you are going the harder control route than this particular list that we're talking about. This strength of this deck is the fact that it exists and once people see it and you've had that conversation, like we said, it's a conversation piece, that'll immediately make the games interesting. Yeah. Even if they're not... What, like, even if you are kind of staxing and doing all this kind of miserable controly shit, I think that people are still going to be interested in doing it. And you're going to get another game in because they're going to say, okay, you like cut all that mono white garbage. Let's see what your your green suite has, right? Like, And you can do that kind of stuff and you can show people how fucking brilliant you are. You, <laughs> right? And hey, man, it's hard. Building decks like this are effing hard. Like you're talking, oh, it's gonna, oh, it's so easy. I'm just gonna splash this color, and her, her, my deck's gonna do all this. Yeah, how stuff. do you make it the same power level regardless of what you put in, right? And yeah, what and color you put in? And we're not just adding good stuff. You know what I mean? When you look at those color sections, you're not just adding a bunch of. Good, it's not like Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Misfortune, Dockside Extortionist, and just all the best red staples. It's a bunch of stuff that works with the deck that you're playing. Agreed. And in black, it's a bunch of stuff that works with the deck that you're playing. But it it makes the deck do the same thing, but in a remarkably different way. And that's hard to do. Like, big ups to, to Chris and everybody else that worked on this deck, because this is hard shit to do. That's cool, man. That's cool. That's cool. Now, we're not going to do a spice calculator today, because frankly, there's no Rebecca and... and uh, Piper combos on EDH rec. So sorry to anybody who's looking forward to that. But I do want to say before we go, before we do card of the week, that this is a theory craft sort of experiment. And because it has 140 cards in it, it is nearly a $700 experiment. And we go back to the $80 worth of mocks, the $40 Phyrexian altar, the mana base that lets us find different colored lands like fetch lands, prismatic vista and stuff, $35. Tef's protection that could maybe be a counter spell is 50 bucks, right? So there is some expensive pieces here that we don't necessarily need even the worm coil engine we could play like a cathodian that dies and gives us mana instead of giving us two bodies that we would then have to sacrifice to a Kark clan ironworks for example so there's different ways to get around the expensive stuff and that just adds a degree of complexity and time and testing when you're taking the most powerful cards out because they're the most expensive so just keep that in mind and and Going right into card of the week, or as Brando likes to say, card of the week. I got to give it to Rebecca Artichoke of ex- Extension. What did you call it? Artichoke of Extension. Sure. We got to <laughs> give it to Rebecca because she was kind of the inception of the whole idea in me wanting to play a combo or a control deck, outsourcing it to CCO Nation, having this kind of five in one deck come to fruition the the discord helpers helping out with the list and and it's got to be rebecca who would have thought when we were talking about rebecca last week that we'd end up here seven <laughs> days later we're talking about five decks at once helmed by this mono white kind of ho-hum on her own commander who would have thought and prismatic piper fuck that guy he has nothing <laughs> to do with this we could have an 11 card pile in each of those other things and just have any other four color partner guys and I would be perfectly satisfied. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what I think? This is this is the greatest. Rebecca is obviously that's Rebecca, that's my wife. And Prismatic Piper represents the every person in CCO Nation that wants to be part of a deck like this. Like I'm just <laughs> I'm just imagining Chris Von Doom just like in the art of Prismatic Piper just Piping away on his fucking little flute thing just to troll you, right? <laughs> just instead of music notes flying out into the air, it's little middle fingers. <laughs> just troll la 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 fucking. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And okay. don't forget, everybody, you can get the card of the week, Rebecca and the Piper at 
FusionGamingOnline.com. Make sure you use CCO Fusion 5 promo code. Get yourself 5% off your 4 cent prismatic pipers. That's really important for us that we say that and that you that you do let Fusion know that their partnership with us is a good one. Which it totally is because we're awesome. And when I say we, I don't mean just me and Ryan. I mean all of you guys too because we are and we say this not enough. I don't think we are the best community in Commander, online, or anywhere. So I'm happy to be a part of it and I'm glad that you guys are all here too. And we can show that to FusionGamingOnline.com by fucking buying prismatic papers god i can't believe i just said that 100 100 oh i gotta have a shower now oh uh, yeah yeah that's oh, the funniest thing god so big thanks to chris big thanks to fusion give us final thought of the day on the deck the experience the commander legends kind of first influences both on open flippy your brando does stuff boxing openings the deck everything oh my god you want me to just encapsulate everything into a quick one breath speech at the end i'll try you're a podcasting radio professional you fucking make it happen (laughs) as far as the deck goes thanks very much von doom for sending it in it is exactly what we like to see on the show in that it's something unique and interesting that does a little bit of everything for everyone and does it well enough that you could take it out somewhere have a couple of beers with your buddies, play a couple of really great games of EDH, which is what you want at the end of every single day. As far as Commander Legends goes, I myself have had some not great experiences in opening it, but I know that lots of other people out there are really, really enjoying it. And At the end of the day, that's what matters, because I'll take the hit and I'll just open all the stupid garbage so that none of you guys have to, even if that includes Ryan, who I'm sure doesn't have all these shitty faded foils like I do. That's not what this is about. This is about (laughs) is that this deck was great. These set reviews have been a great time. I'm really excited to see what else you guys can come up with and send in to us. Even if it's not five decks at once, just show us what we can, what else we can do. If you think you found something else that I can do with my brute chronologist that isn't just a dirty smokestack that just ruins everybody's night, please send it to me because. I have a problem and I need help. And also not infinite turns with last chance and final fortune. <laughs> no, yeah, I have a final fortune in there because I really want to play it. But I think that one in- one extra turn is okay. Mother ass. If you can't recur it, I think that's okay. That's fine, yeah. It's, it's fine. It's fine. And it's going to be a good time. And maybe if I can get it finished at some point in the future, maybe that could be another deck that appears on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!